0: Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we get them out of there?
1: By going up the waterfall.
0: That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs>
1: Up the Waterfall with your hosts Zanna and Scott Otis, two adventurers sharing our love of Disney parks, story, and detail with you. Whether you're a lifelong Disney fan or just discovered the parks, we invite you to join us up the waterfall and see where it takes us. Episode 52 Chit 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 Changes. What would we change about Disney parks? So has happened both since we've really been regularly doing podcasts and in the past like probably three or four years of the company that's right since the of course pandemic happened like so many things changed and have changed recently as well we thought it would be a good topic to just kind of give our thoughts on things the state of the company if you will of course this new format that we're doing uh, is very off-the-cuff. We have not put a ton of research and planning into this. We're just very kind of... Very little,
0: in fact. We'll see how it goes. Yeah.
1: Like, I have some bullet points to make sure we talk about things, but... Um, so, obviously, we are fans of the past, the vintage parks. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, those times don't exist anymore. And you can't drive <laughs> omnibuses down the World Showcase Promenade. <laughs> but we sure wish you could. Um, the a- crowds...
0: I was just going to say, that's a big point of contention with me. I wish that they had the omnibuses back.
1: I know. I I just retweeted a photo the other day when someone was
0: With all of the festivals that Epcot has, there's simply no room.
1: Right. And that's the thing. It's like crowds have increased so much over the years. And we joke a lot that, you know, there is no more slow season. There used to be quite a few slow seasons. Mm -hmm. And then they... Put festivals in those slow seasons, and yeah. now they're. Disney's are no done a great, great
0: job anymore. of filling in, yeah, all of those times to make it so that whatever now is the slow season is still a pretty busy season.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we're obviously not in charge. These are just our thoughts, as you know. Yeah, we're just I'm going to say casual guests. We do go often. We're local, yeah. but uh, I. It does make me wonder what. The goal is with the parks other than profit. <laughs> um, because it seems like that, you know everything, even with Imagineering and new projects that come up, and you know you're friends with quite a few imagineers and not that you get told top secret things, but nope. it's well known that projects can depend on budgets, and then even if something is approved, then that can change. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's reason that the Imagineering has two sides. There's the, you know, the project management side that, that tries to control the costs, and then of course the creative side where all of the blue sky ideas come from.
1: Right, and you look at a place like Tokyo Disney Sea oh and gosh. Tokyo Disneyland, and you wonder like, could this be here in Walt Disney World if there were no budgetary restraints? Um, i thought that's... about
0: that before, and that's probably a topic <laughs> for another day. <laughs> well,
1: one but... of the things that I had on my little things, which I'm now jumping ahead, but um, for me personally, I think part of the issue lately has been this sense of, like, a requirement to have synergy amongst all of the parks. Like, oh, it yeah. used to be, and, you know, we've been saying this for a decade now, it used to be that you had unique bags when you bought something, like shopping Mm -hmm. bags for Walt Disney World versus Disneyland. Oh, yeah. And that has been gone for, you know, in favor of, like, both castles are on the bag or whatever. Now they don't even really use plastic bags as much, but they still are there.
0: Oh, they're definitely there.
1: And Disneyland was kind of like this special separate place that didn't have all of the same things as Walt Disney World. So there was a reason to go visit. And I think... With all of the newer things that they've done, it's just kind of been copy and pasting, yeah, which is really. cheaper, I'm sure, because they've already done it. Um, but I think a lot of people have talked a lot about how different Galaxy's Edge, for example, could have been if it was different environments. Like here, it could have been Dagobah yeah, in the it, swamplands, and everyone even would be with their with
0: idea it. of having an, an original planet or you know on for their uh, galaxy's edge it would have been a fantastic idea to have two separate connects, one here at Walt Disney World and one there at Disneyland and you could have invented a nice storyline to you know to explain the existence of each and you know have things that would connect them but have massive differences but still have maybe the same attractions
1: Mm -hmm. and something we've been talking (laughs) about recently is uh, Things like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. And how much more successful that is, I think, because it's a familiar place to everyone. You walk in and you're like, I'm in Diagon Alley yeah. or I'm in Hogsmeade. There even if it's, you know, 90 degrees
0: out. There were definitely directives back then about the, the experience needed to be absolutely authentic
1: right. compared to the movies. Yeah, because, I mean, in building that, you know, the author of the books had specific, you know, requirements and mm-hmm. all of that. And I think that was a good thing, and it made sense because you have that feeling walking in. It's a familiar oh, yeah. place. And if they are ever going to do a Lord of the Rings place, obviously <laughs> it would be familiar places and not just like, oh, here's some other land that we made up that's from a different yeah. era that no one knows about. That's a very good point, yeah. Um, and I think that was part of the issue with Galaxy's Edge, which, you know, a lot of things... Have been a success there. I think the food mm-hmm. is a success. Um, certainly the details in the. Yeah, just the land overall itself. surroundings.
0: And, yeah. and
1: Rise of the Resistance is great. But um, I think there's a lot that was promised as far as like character interactions and world interactions yep. that haven't happened. And they probably never will happen, just logistically speaking and things like that. But I think it would have been a right off the bat. Success if it was of a, a place you were familiar with, and it certainly they've created so many yeah. <laughs> spaces since the original movies came out. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it,
0: it it feels like Star Wars, but it's I definitely get your point there. Yeah. With uh, yeah, Could, <laughs> about it just being absolutely a place that you're completely familiar with and and, and I think
1: by. that leads us to. Another recent change, which is of course the announcement that the Galactic Star Cruiser is no more and will be closing September 30th, which, as was pointed out to me, is the um, end of the fiscal year.
0: Yes, that is pretty much right at the end of it. Even
1: though um, where I work, people the phones were ringing off the hook for people wanting to book those last
0: because there's only so many more uh, voyages now.
1: It made everyone wonder, like, "Oh, are, will they extend the closing date?" But no, because it's the end of the fiscal year, and That's it's going right. to be a write-off, basically. Which is a very sad state of affairs. Um, I mean, yeah,
0: there is some speculation that I have heard about. And by the way, this is from fans, not not oh. anybody at work, of course. Just about like what they could possibly do to the place, right. about maybe having mm-hmm. it be some sort of like like a Star Wars hotel. Um, situation where it's not like a voyage, like a two-night voyage. You'd be able to mm-hmm. um, come and go just like you would any other hotel, and then they would have just experiences there that you could either have as an add-on or not. And who knows if they're going to do that? There's there's absolutely no way to, to tell. Yeah. Um, it is a, a lot of stuff to completely write off there, and they, you know, the cast members and and uh, the creative team has put in so much of an effort to. You know, essentially create everything that the guests are experiencing there
1: yeah I think hate um, for that
0: to be a total loss
1: the people that had the amount of money that it cost oh to gosh. experience that um, for the most part I was seeing when it was announced that it was closing a lot of people that had been were like, oh, this was so amazing. I can't believe it's going to end. But there, it took people a long time, I think, to get to that point about it. There was a lot of criticism when it first came out. And I think um, we were talking recently with our friends. They told us about this experience that they had in oh, London. Oh, yeah, that's right. The secretcinema.org. You can look <laughs> them up if you want. That's amazing. And basically, it's kind of like an actual secret Thing like they send you an email and you have to go on this website and do things and then they send you somewhere else and you have to show up at a place and for this one that was Star Wars themed, they actually went to a place to buy like appropriate clothes that they mm-hmm. could wear, <laughs> um, and then they showed up and they had to do a thing and interact with people and go to another place and then they were rebels and and then they at the end of it all they watched Empire Strikes Back or something I forget which movie it was.
0: That's right, it was. They that one.
1: flew. A, Whatever an X-wing, I think an X-wing it was. <laughs> fighter into the warehouse where this was happening at the end, and like things were happening around lasers them, lasers. Yeah. Like, uh, Darth Vader would walk off screen in the movie, and then he would be walking down the aisle in the place where yeah. they're watching the movie, and just and they like had lightsaber fights like when yeah. the
0: movie was happening.
1: So yeah. that's something mm-hmm. that you know, obviously, is being done on a much, and it was like a lot of people there. There's yeah. like a thousand people or something there, it, but it's being put together. By people that are, you know, obviously not a multi-billion dollar corporate entity. And it was an amazing looking experience. There's not too much about it online because you're supposed to not take photos and video. But the company themselves have put out some things. It just looked amazing. And I'm not even like an interactive type person, which is why I was never really interested in the Star Wars hotel to begin with. Um, But if it was something where it was familiar characters, like all you have to do is put Ewoks in it, and I'm on board. <laughs> that's, so that's if, if they good. were like, oh, we're taking a two-day voyage to Endor, I would be like, sign me up, because that would be interesting to me. Um, but I don't know. I just think that it did show that they have to figure out more of those logistics with having it be a two-day experience and yeah. having all of those same cast members that have to play that role for two days straight even if it's they're just a server at the
0: yep, you know restaurant
1: right. area or something like that, they're all playing a role because they're part of this experience. So I don't know. I think maybe it should have been tested somehow beforehand. Yeah, or... it's just
0: it's it's such its own animal that it, there's really just no way to know what went right, what went wrong. I mean, the, certainly the price point was just an absolute you know deal yeah. breaker for so many folks. And the fact that, you know, that they were, um, that they had the advertising that they did and basically trying to showcase it, which, you know, rightly so, but it gets to the point where, like, yeah, but I can't, I cannot possibly go to it. I can't, I can't possibly afford it. So all of this advertising is for not, for me.
1: um, And there was really no um, how-to with it. Like, uh, we're fans of Jenny Nicholson, um, my children and I, and we were, I was reading some of her, tweets about it because she went and she's going to be having like a huge video review of it. But now that has to change because it's closed. Um, But one of the things she said was that she spent her time for the two days trying to interact with the cast members that were performers because she thought that's what she was supposed to do. And that was going Uh. to unfold the story for her. But it turns out that most of it happened on the app. They give you like a special phone and you have to like do these AI generated text messagings kind of, I don't know if they're AI generated, but like, I don't think there's someone in the back room texting you individualized answers. I think it's kind of like you choose an answer to respond to, you know, so Mm -hmm. those interactions were what then put you on a certain path. And there was like, you know, you could be a rebel, you could be part of the first order, you could be a, a scoundrel. That is doing um, whatever that's called, you know. When you smuggle things, a smuggler. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I got there eventually. Um, so anyway, she had a completely different experience than someone else may have, but they don't—they don't like tell you when you get yeah, on the exactly. ship, like, "Hey, make sure you do this."
0: And there's probably some truly amazing moments that some people got right. and that a lot of other people didn't get, just because they didn't happen to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, and And there's so many different rooms that you have to go to, and maybe you didn't know about that.
1: Yeah, and from the videos that I watched on it, the overarching stories were not super interesting to me. Like, they once you'd seen a couple videos, I know you don't really watch theme park videos on that kind of thing, but it was just like, oh, okay, we have to care about these two people (laughs) that are. In, you know, in love with each other or want to be in love with each other, or whatever and oh, we have to save the captain and oh, chewie's gonna get arrested. It was just kind of like the same story, which I don't know, I guess you can experience different roles on there if you sure. go back multiple times, but the fact that it was the same main plot that was happening just didn't seem
0: yeah, maybe one time uh chewie was freed <laughs> You know, or, or I don't know. Maybe there was a, a a nefarious escape, yeah, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, there were probably little iterations that, that changed here and there for yeah. that. But yes, the same major overarching storyline,
1: yeah. And I mean, we're saying this as people that have, have not heard. been on it and will obviously never be on it. So, you know, take our opinions with a grain of salt. Exactly. If you went on it and enjoyed it, let us know what you thought and, yeah, and I'm, I'm how sure you think it could improve. It I don't know, it would have
0: been fun, but uh. Yeah, that price. No, I just cannot.
1: <laughs> yeah, even at fifty percent off it was
0: even at ninety percent off that
1: would be <laughs> well, too much. And part of the issue with the building itself and like what are they gonna do with it? A lot what of people else? have suggested, like you said, turning it into a regular just Star Wars themed hotel. But there's no pool. There's yeah, no
0: like it's not a hotel yeah, and there's like like at all the other restaurant are restaurants. At all the other hotels, they have restaurants.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they Uh, do have the dining dining thing. People talked about, like, oh, you could just turn it into, like, a character dining experience. But it's not conveniently located to Hollywood Studios. So it would have to be a whole thing that they built in or something to get you
0: there. Yeah, it's a very strange location. I don't know. Yep.
1: Maybe they can make it a whole under the sea adventure instead and, the whole and
0: lack of windows thing and yeah. from the outside it looks like a prison kind of a thing. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, so that's Uh-oh. something that's happening and it, uh, to me personally over my, you know, 40 years of being a Disney fan, it was truly shocking for yeah. me to see them come right out and be like, "Well, this is closing down." So They
0: pretty much had to because I guess. I, I, apparently it was just leveraging money. Yeah. over and over upon itself. And they just like, yep, we need to cut our losses.
1: Yeah. Um, and so some of the other things that have changed recently is, of course, um, Fast Passes came to an end and Genie Plus, which was actually announced at one of the expos before the pandemic, they talked yeah. about Genie Plus being a thing in the future. And then it never really happened. The pandemic happened. And then they finally rolled it out. And... I think the way that they and I probably am not remembering everything, but I think the way that they talked about it originally was kind of like an itinerary planner. Well, that thing. they
0: had a genie and then genie plus. Yeah. Where you know anybody could do it for free, and basically just putting your likes and wants and where you're going to go, and it'll yeah. and, and give you a possible itinerary. But
1: for people like us that are locals and don't go to the park with like an agenda. It obviously was not something that was ever really of interest to us. Like from open
0: to close, yeah. Yeah. That kind of a
1: thing. Um, Because we don't, uh, we know everything about every ride, and we're not going to be like, hmm, I'm in the mood for some thrills. Let me see what the (laughs) genie tells me to do next. Because, like, we're experts. But that brings up another thing that I forget if I said this on any of our previous shows, but uh, one thing that I heard directly from Disney people in the past, um, when they were reopening everything, that their marketing and their goals for visitors for the park was not former visitors. It was new people.
0: Oh, right. They don't care
1: that you have all these memories from the past. They want new people that have never been there before. And And surely there
0: are a lot of those.
1: Yeah. But there's also a lot of the other And I think all the people that were huge Disney fans and return visitors and you know DVC owners and everything else really didn't enjoy that yeah. marketing and I think it, it has taken its toll a little bit but the issue is that now they have all of these new people and they're promoting things like you know cupcakes and merchandise and a new <laughs> bag every month and a new we've got themed you know Mickey plush that go with mickey ears and, and
0: that's the kind of thing for the disney fan
1: right well i mean i think that's the thing that entices people that are viewing disney content from um an instagram or tiktok mm-hmm. or vlogger point of view where it's like here's the new thing here's the new food right. and eventually here's the new ride but that's the rides and the experiences are almost secondary to like all of the paraphernalia ah, yes. uh, <laughs> in my opinion and that's like a big change and uh, I don't know it's just
0: no I, d- I definitely see that like for example on the official Disney Parks Instagram account at, at the end of every week they have like a top five here are the five things that have happened this past week and a lot of them is we introduce this merchandise line. yeah we introduce these uh, foods that are for this upcoming festival or or for this new uh, new land in the park yeah, it's, you know a lot of yeah you know, food and merchandise, and
1: it's really kind of like a cyclical thing of like they put these things out, and then people create content for it, and then the content makes people want to come and get those things, and then <laughs> it's like a huge supply and demand. I mean, like it's it's it working. Yeah. They're like the parks are super crowded, up. and things like that. But, and I think some of the recent uh, anniversary celebrations have been an example of how. Mm-hmm. Past guests have felt kind of let down by Disney's choices um, mm-hmm. to celebrate the company's past and the heritage. Yeah. Uh, the what the fiftieth was really kind of like all about merchandise, basically.
0: Yeah, and I was I was even thinking about the when they introduced the hundred years stuff, and they started it at Disneyland, and they had little banners and mm-hmm. things like that, and you know the gold, or sorry, the silver. Mickey yeah. out there, a lot of the things had errors on them, mm-hmm. and like they you know, a lot of things had the the like a park attraction that opened MRT in such year. a year, and yeah. the, and the year would be wrong, or or things like, and there were quite a lot, yeah, or misspellings, yeah, and, and, and
1: I mean there are departments that check on that, yeah, like it was <laughs> that's, that's weird. their that, job. That
0: was just so weird to see, and then you, and we kept seeing over and over, oh, and and it was this, and this one, was yeah. Like, and Very they even strange. got that little quote for, you know, it all started with the mouse. Mm-hmm. They got that quote wrong. Even That was the main thing right yeah. there at the front. So,
1: And I, was, I think I a lot of, of looking, that is kind of like the shakedown from the change in leadership. Yeah. And I think that the focus was a lot different with um, Bob Chapek than yeah. perhaps Bob Iger. I'm not saying Bob Iger is the savior of the company but i think he does have more of a creative vision and understands i think the guests a lot more than bob chapek ever does very much does um, Yeah, especially
0: if, you, if you've read his biography it's yeah quite telling I need yeah, he's to. He's, a, he's an amazing man
1: yeah so i have hope that and i think that the 100 years of whatever it's not 100 years of magic I keep wanting to call it that 100 years of magic that was like in the 90s um Disney 100 sorry it has improved over the past few months or something like that and now we're getting some things here um as well and I think even though a lot of it is still merchandise based like the fact that there's a fun little um Oswald chunk of merchandise Mm -hmm. and the even the very end of the 50th, which is now, I guess, kind of just rolling into the 100. Yeah, pretty much that, They're yeah. doing those vintage things um, for the different decades and stuff like that. Oh, right, that. right, yeah. Like, that kind of stuff is truly shocking to me that they came out with those things. And you're, you can buy, you know, <laughs> uh, spirit jerseys with the old maps on them or whatever. That, so, that's why it's so confusing to me is because they do stuff like that and yet then they do these huge investments in things that maybe aren't the right path or the yeah. right and choice. I think
0: maybe it's just they're just throwing a whole bunch of stuff out there and, and seeing which, yeah. which things resonate. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for retro. I love a lot of that. Uh, Give me an old park map. I'll, I'll gobble it right up. <laughs> <now. laughs>
1: yeah. And I think, you know, that's part of the problem that they're facing is finding that balance. And like I said, the parks are very crowded. They've had yeah. to pause. Annual pass holder sales, Mm -hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know how much difference that's making in anything, and they're still holding on to that uh, park reservation system. They are, even though they're kind of loosening the reins a little. I I feel like, yeah, I don't know that that's doing anything other than giving them, you know, marketing research. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's still an. Overall, it's still a very complicated thing just yeah. to have to plan to go to a park. It is. Like, it used Sophia to be, you want to I... go to a park today? Okay, just go to the park yeah. and pay your admission and get in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sophia and I went to um, Epcot a few weeks ago to try the new thing for vegan Disney food because they have a new oh, yeah. uh, item at La Cellier, two items actually. And we were literally walking up to the gates, and I said, "Oh, did you get a park pass? Whoops! Because with my pass, I don't need to do that." And she's like, "Oh, I totally forgot." And luckily, she was able to get one because before if she, she had, walked if, in. If there was no availability, but yeah, availability, if she hadn't we would have just been like, "Well, I guess I need to cancel this reservation or go by myself or something." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just crazy to me. It's crazy. It is so weird, yeah. Uh, I don't to know. have
0: to have an app, and yeah, to schedule a thing.
1: It, and I think that they have tried to do things like Genie Plus and all of the upcharge events to try to price people out because it's so crowded and things like that. Like, well, if if we charge them this much, maybe people won't show up, but, they but just, they're, they're still don't. showing up. And about, I mean,
0: I guess either all of these people have all of this money or maybe they're treating it irresponsibly. I don't know. <laughs> it, it seems weird because yeah, it's not getting any less crowded.
1: No and in fact Genie Plus at Walt Disney World doesn't even really work that well. I think in Disneyland it works a little bit better because people, um, it's just like a different crowd there even though it is still very crowded there but here you have so many people from all over the country and international visitors and all of that and from the lines that I'm seeing in videos like people will be getting an individual lightning lane reservation and paying for it and still waiting in a you know, tremendous line yeah. yeah and i'm like huh why are you willing to pay for that and there's so many more people doing the vip guides now for the sole purpose of not of having to deal it, with lines which is lines. still
0: a crazy amount all yeah. on its own yeah
1: like back in the day you never if you saw a vip guide going around like a plaid person you would be like oh who is that do i know who they are but now they're like everywhere because everyone's just like, I have this many people in my family. I might as well pay the however much an hour yeah. it is, yeah. and the then not have they're to think about complaining
0: that way. Yeah. It, it is a, it's a crazy thing. A whole different world. It really is. <sighs> Ooh. <about> um,
1: it? <laughs> other things that have changed recently. Oh, I, I do want to say a positive. This is not just us complaining about no, Disney. Not at all. We no. Disney. We love Disney. Really um, do. <laughs> <laughs> we want the best for it. But um, Toontown in Disneyland oh, the new remodeled Toontown I think is an example of a great success I loved it Yeah, and if you look at the um, Nicki and Minnie's Runaway Railway there versus where it was shoehorned in to the place yeah, yeah. of our beloved great movie ride uh. it makes so much more sense in toontown and the way they did that cue
0: yeah the el capitoon theater yeah it's and, just
1: an amazing triumph if you will yeah
0: and the fact that they were able to add all kinds of fun props mm-hmm. over you know over the years of mickey's involvement in yeah. film
1: and it i mean that in and of itself is funny because it, like it is it's cartoons there are no props but <laughs> they've made them something that you can look at. Props. Yeah. And it's
0: th- it's a really long queue. Yeah, and, and it's they full have, of
1: puns, which yeah. Disney is great at. It's and almost
0: like there's each room is like a new decade of, of Mickey in yeah, films. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's and pretty fun. I just think that whole area is a great addition. Even, you know, they redid the kids' play areas and we spent yeah. some time in there with our friend, or, Little yeah, Henry. Like
0: what used to be Goofy's Bounce House. It's now a yeah, play and you area. can no
1: longer go um, in Donald's boat, but they've added a lot of like interactive um, things on the outside mm-hmm. that you can do and, and spray elements too. <laughs> yeah, and it's and they've added a great new food option with vegan choices. That's right. And uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon, cartoon, cartoon spin. spin is still there, and yeah. you can actually go on it now because everyone's in the other ride. Um, Plus,
0: Chippendales. Chippendales, you know, the whatever the there. heck
1: that's called now, is it? It's no, no, I'm sorry. The Chippendales, go-
0: they had the treehouse, and they actually removed oh, the yeah. treehouse to, to have be... more seating areas. No, the, uh, the Gadget Go-Go Coaster.
1: But now it's Chippendales Coaster, isn't
0: oh, okay. it? Okay. Well, I actually... I don't know. I'm not certain, but well, it's definitely a thing somebody. App. You can talk but about TuneTown while I do that. Well, yeah, but here's the thing about that is the, the, the gift shop that you enter after you ride... Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh yeah, it's a lot
1: of fun. Yeah, that really we so don't even have that amazing here. Amazing
0: merchandise plus a lot of fun props and things to look at um, about railroads. And, yeah. and they they've had that fictional uh, kind of like toy company that created those rail railroad.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I forget the name of that. But then. <laughs>
0: What did you come up with? Chip
1: and Dale's Gadget Coaster. Yeah. So there you go. It has currently a 50-minute standby wait right now. Oh. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is only 40 minutes. So there you go. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just such an example of, um, I think, taking the time to do something right. And obviously Toontown already existed, but they just made it. And it was sort of all themed to Roger Rabbit. Plus, Mickey and Minnie were in there as well, but a right. lot of the um, theming of the old stores and like the windows and stuff like that were kind of Roger Rabbit themed versus. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's all of the tunes. That's and right.
0: Nice little seating areas just to relax yeah, in the park. Lots
1: of sitting and, areas
0: and the uh, the fountain, beautiful.
1: Yeah, and to look at that versus the great movie ride location, which. Makes sense. It's still like a premiere, and you've got that queue, but they really just didn't, I don't know, maybe it was like budget restrictions, but it must have been very expensive to gut the Great Movie Ride. I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was
0: that was the signature on yeah, of that part. it
1: really was.
0: And it's sadly gone.
1: I know, it really is, but we can watch it on video. Um, that is true. Anyway, so that is an example of something that I think is a great addition, even though it's not even... Well, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I can barely ever pronounce it properly, (laughs) uh, is a a new attraction there, even though it's a carbon copy for the most part to here. There's a few different changes. Yeah, Yeah,
0: there's there's enough changes that I think that you should uh, see them in both.
1: Exactly. Um, But some other things that really show Disney is going to make a lot of changes and like tighten up some things that may not be working or plans that may not come to fruition is of course the lake nona project was canceled oh my
0: gosh that's Um, right
1: a lot of people had you know been given an ultimatum to like this is happening and you need to relocate to florida it was a
0: huge thing they're basically taking imagineering plus a lot of other key creative uh, areas that were all based in Southern California, and there was quite a lot there, and basically saying, all right, our new headquarters is going to be in Lake Nona, which is essentially almost as far from Disney World as all of Glendale and Burbank is to Mm, Disneyland, kind of. Um, But, you know, with basically putting them in Central Florida, where I suppose um, land is cheaper, you know, taxes are, are less... Um, for now. For now, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: giving uh, a lot of these people basically saying your job is going yes. here, whether you are or not, mm-hmm. uh, would you like to join us? And some of them, they left. Yeah. And upended their lives.
1: Yeah, because, uh, you know, as you know, having lived in California and Florida, it's a completely different lifestyle here. Quite. And people that worked at imagineering in california obviously had like entire lives built there with families yep. and children in some cases oh, and yeah. you know it's really it's not just a oh yeah let me transfer that'll be great kind of thing it's like not, a whole yeah. i'm
0: sure some people thing. are able to do that but yeah. a lot you know they have ties to their community and, yeah uh, so
1: canceling that was another big like wow but was, we kind of saw that coming because you know
0: it was just such a big thing to do yeah Yeah. You know, i
1: it was like the wrong move to begin with, and I think they just couldn't figure out how to make it the right move. Yeah, I think then, they
0: they cleared some land, but I don't think every anything ever went vertical.
1: No, and then of Here course, you know, without getting into uh, an epic rant on my part, <laughs> there are obviously additional issues that have come to light. Some local political issues in Florida <laughs> since that announcement, yeah. and you know the Reedy Creek. Board situation is another whole whole thing that's unfolding. Wow, yeah. So it will be, it's definitely a time of change and it'll be interesting to see what the landscape becomes in the next few years because this is now Mm -hmm. a legal battle that's going on and will probably continue to go on.
0: Disney has sued some local politicians (laughs) and they've now sued Disney. Yeah. There's a whole thing going on there. So, yeah.
1: So. A crazy time indeed. But, you know, our point with all of this.
0: Yeah, what, what is our <laughs>
1: point here? Um, no, I think it's just. It was a big change. It's been so many big changes. And I hope, I guess that is the point of this, is that our hope, um, speaking for you also, is that some of the changes that happen can maybe take the guest experience into account and yeah. the company history and heritage and maybe not make these grand sweeping changes and do these new things that uh maybe aren't the best move
0: yeah, that might be like the quote-unquote flavor of the month kind of a thing
1: right and even now you know going back to what i was saying uh initially about the synergy amongst all of the parks now i kind of was just talking about shopping bags but there's more to it than oh, that quite a lot more. and i never thought i would see a time when the parks in japan we're doing copy-paste oh, yeah. lands of from other places so like they're getting a new fantasy land that's focusing on frozen and frozen, which is
0: peter pan and
1: tangled i think
0: rapunzel yeah
1: tangled. um but i'm pretty sure that same frozen land is also going into disneyland paris i don't know off the top of my head you can
0: I think they are getting land. I mean, there's probably going to be some differences. Either. Yeah, but yeah, um, I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, so it's just or is that Hong Kong? Not sure. I don't know, but I remember because <laughs> I have not been to Japan. You have been to Japan, and I remember thinking like, oh, now when I go, I'm never no, going to see no, no, the no. original.
0: May, well, even I never saw the original. Well, to be honest.
1: you saw most of the cool stuff.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I think a lot of the charm that was there when I was there, and it's gosh been somewhere between 10 and 15 years ago that i've been there uh, it will all still be there a lot of it really is the cast members yeah. a lot of it is just the whole culture right. of it all um trust me when i take you you will still be blown away <laughs> an amazed. We're And it, going it, it, it won't be oh it's totally different and oh, i wish they no, still that had this is true. year i mean matter. i'm
1: not that worried i just like i said i never thought that i would see them do something like yeah they're Kind of known for doing very original things, like yes. especially since the last thing that had happened over there was Tokyo Disney Sea, which is like,
0: yeah, and, an and honestly, experience. I haven't seen any of this new stuff that's come out, even the Beauty and the Beast stuff or, or like um, their Mickey's Full Heart Magic that I've heard about the queue. Oh, I, I, I have. That. I don't know anything about that. Hmm. I still think it's just all going to be amazing, and anything that that might be a a quote-unquote copy of that of other things i think at tokyo it's still going to be absolutely stuff that will blow everything away just because the oriental land company they are not stingy with their money it's all wonderful and amazing so uh
1: yeah i mean i'm not worried about (laughs) japan i just it is strange and then disneyland paris has had a lot of changes and they're doing a whole they're getting galaxy's edge they're getting a frozen land um, they have an Avengers campus over mm-hmm. in the Studios Park, which I actually just watched a video, and uh, I was surprised at how... I mean, Studios Park has traditionally been like the worst... Um, There's
0: a reason it's so small, yeah. Yeah,
1: but it looked... The fact that they turned their tram ride into a Cars-themed one is kind of crazy, but yeah, you can still go and experience some form of Catastrophe Canyon, so I'm That's excited right. to at some point see that. But it's just so strange to me that that's the goal is to have these very similar experiences, but just in different places. Pretty much, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they did research and discovered that was going to be the most profitability for them. Because maybe people were sitting in, you know, Europe or Asia and like, wow, I wish we could go to Galaxy's Edge, but we're never going to make that trip. Well, now they have the ability to do that and they're going to make more money. Not
0: now. But well,
1: they won't um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we don't have all the answers. We
0: really don't. But I, I do see what you're saying. And there's, there's some good to it and there's some bad to
1: it. Yeah. I just hope that um, for future changes as far as mm, operations, I guess, things like Genie Plus, that they can figure out a way that makes it. Able to be enjoyed by locals and repeat visitors as well as still getting those new visitors that they want. Because yeah. right now I think a major problem is the new visitors that they want to come here are having such a hard time planning their vacations because of all the th- hoops they have to jump through. Yeah,
0: yeah there's just so much. I, I, it makes me wonder, are these people going home from their amazing vacations and thinking, wow, that really was a chore? Or are they thinking, (laughs) wow, I had the best time. I really, I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure there's probably a, you know, a combination of all of the above. Yeah. But,
1: uh, and I I think about, you know, granted, I'm being an old person and talking about my (laughs) visit in 1983. But we would plan our evening's dinner reservation, like that morning. We would walk into Epcot and do the whole, remember how in Spaceship Earth they had... The whatever that was called. The World called, Key. World Key Center, <laughs> uh, where you could make your reservations and you could have a video screen that's with an right. actual reservation agent. Woo! And we would make our dinner reservations for that night there. And even if you didn't do that, there was a lot of places that you could just walk Absolutely. in. And as a local, when I first moved here, I never made dinner reservations anywhere. We would just walk in. And that's not a thing you can do nope. anymore. Like, times have changed Maybe enough that that's... you can get a
0: time, like... Yeah. Two and a half hours later. They're
1: getting a little better about the walk in <laughs> ability. I think they're setting aside more um, tables for that. But yeah, it is a whole new world, and and uh, I just hope that it doesn't change so much that it makes us all be burnt out on Disney yeah. and not want to experience it because we do love the parks. So. We really
0: do. That's the whole reason we're here. Yeah. Is because we love it so much.
1: And I think we've now. I mean, I've now been to Disneyland enough, you've been there a million times, but I didn't start going until 2011, and now I've been enough times that I am okay and comfortable with going to the park and not trying to do it all. Right. I know you still uh, well, want to do it all because I, you love it I do it tend much. to
0: like to do that, but yeah, even the last couple of times, we've, we've been a little bit more relaxed yeah, and not necessarily tried to get from a to B to C.
1: yeah and I'm, I I'm okay I do like it. that that's still a thing that you can do you can just go and experience the parks mm-hmm. themselves and walk around and see things and that's always gonna be great to me and I'm never going to be one of those people that's like we have to ride everything uh, but a lot of people are like that so there has to be a balance I guess
0: that's the thing there needs to be a balance for all the different types of guests.
1: <laughs> well, clearly we're not ready to take over as co-CEOs. Wait, there's CD no contract grows. at the
0: end of this? <laughs> are they gonna sign us up to no, be the people that so. make the decisions? I mean
1: we'll see. Maybe someone will listen and, and give us a call, but I, I
0: I'm don't not going to. to hold my breath on it.
1: <laughs> but let us know what your thoughts are on the changes that have happened recently. Um, We will be sharing this podcast, which I mean, we are already did if you're listening to it on all of our social media. So you can comment there and let us know what you think or um, drop. I think there's a a place to record a voice message on Spotify and um, you can do all of that and give us a a like and a rating and share it with your friends and review and all that fun stuff. That's right. (laughs) I don't think you were listening to any of that. I absolutely <laughs> should share and like
0: and subscribe.
1: Yeah. I haven't checked to see if after I talked about we had some. Re- Did you check the reviews that we had? I
0: have not, okay. but I promise will. But I will. Hopefully there say, haven't
1: been bad ones since I talked about that last time.
0: Please. Honestly, though, <laughs> please share with your friends. That's yeah. The, that's the best way to get the
1: word out is to tell others. We'd love to we grow our little podcast family here. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for joining us for this rambling edition <laughs> it of really was. Uh, Changes at Disney Parks and Beyond Ooh. for Up the Waterfall. And we thank you for joining us up the waterfall.
0: All right. Bye. Now.